This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. First Patriot touchdown from Tom Brady. Three Dolphins, four Dolphins here. Hand off. Left Garrett Blunt. Touchdown, Patriots. Number 18 for LeGarrette Blunt. A celebration in the end zone for New England. And the Patriots are five and a half minutes away from a perfect 8-0 road record this season. Seven on the clock. Yeah. Thomas. Can't get the shot off. Crowder checks the clock, gets it to Isaiah. Deep three. Oh! 50 points for Isaiah Thomas. Wow! Blocked away by Marchand. Another try up hot. Rebound shot blocked away in front. They score. P.A. Parato. And the Devils take the lead in the early going. It's the puck around. Laughing sealed off the defenseman Miller. Here comes Miles Wood swinging down the right side. Hand across. They score. Kalinin. The burst of speed by Wood to set up Kalinin oh, second of the year. This will put it away. Taylor Hall with his first goal in 10 games. And the Devils extend it to three with the empty net goal.
Happy New Year to you from the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host here. Justin Salvin working the boards. Oh, I haven't been here since last year. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> We're live here with your dad jokes all day. Good one. Come all, come one, come haven't all. Heard, haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Special <laughs> drinks at the bar here. Dad jokes day here on the stretch run. No, yeah. My dad used to always say that every single year. I like bacon. <laughs> oh, I do. Did that say I like bacon? Have you heard that yet? No. Do you want to start with that? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk quick. We got, we're got we we're pressed a little, though. Yeah. Only a little fooling around here in the this, first this segment is, because is... we do have a special guest oh, yeah. coming up, and we'll get to that in a second. This is worth it. All right. No one likes Canadian bacon. It's <laughs> not even bacon. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's like a different form of ham. I prefer crispy bacon, American bacon. Good, good American bacon. The grease, the kind of crunches when you chew it. You don't even chew it, you just bite it. Crunchy bacon. Bacon's delicious. I don't know, I haven't met too many people who don't. My wife don't even like pork and she eats bacon, so. I mean, bacon doesn't even count. It's like in its own food category. Bacon is like, it's bacon. It's like everything else and then bacon's over here. I like bacon. Speaking bacon of is so good, they wrap it around other food to make you put, food better. Yes, you put bacon around scallops and bacon around other things. Bacon is bacon on a burger, bacon on a pizza, bacon on bacon at any time is good. Even on a salad. Salad's good. Bacon bits. Real bacon though. Bacon is good. I like bacon. This goes on for a while. This goes on. This is that. That's the black unicorn. That right? is the black unicorn. Yes, my That, that was before the Miami game. Before the Miami game. That's what he had to say about you know. The week about coming bacon. Up. About bacon, yes. yes. He's more focused on You know on the why? Bacon. Because it must have been Friday, because Friday, I was just going to tell you, was National Bacon, bacon Day. Day. That must have been so it. So that must have been why that Someone came up. Someone set him up with that question. Yep. He went on for two minutes. That was That's two awesome. minutes long. And I'm I agree with him. I could go on hours. <laughs> oh, we could do absolutely. a whole show on bacon. Buddy. Exactly, but we don't have time A whole show. We could totally do a whole show <laughs> on bacon. And in honor of uh, National Bacon Day, I will tell you quickly, I did have two whole pizzas that day that had bacon oh, involved. Oh, oh yes. absolutely worth it. Yes. Absolutely. Very much so. Out in... <laughs> Excuse me, Holyoke, Massachusetts, and uh, a big hello to the Yoke, the Paper City, and all my friends there that I spent the uh, New Year weekend with. Thank you very much for a great time. Mm, nice, and uh, I, and also a thoughts and prayers to uh, two victims of a very big fire out there yeah. on New Year's Day. Had some uh, firefighters I was actually with New Year's Eve night get up and fight that fire. So uh, thanks to them Amazing. for their bravery, but. Uh, as I said, we got a, a very special guest coming up. I was just alerted on the way up from uh, Team USA, the World Junior Hockey Team USA that is up in Montreal preparing to face the Russians hmm. uh, for the semifinals and the right to go to the finals at the Bell Center in Montreal. And on to join us in the next segment in about 13 minutes' time will be not only Team USA defensemen and Boston University defensemen, but future Boston Bruins defenseman, and I think they're, they're hoping that future's <laughs> coming real soon. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, uh, the Bruins uh, prospect, will be joining us. He is the alternate captain for Team USA. They are rolling right now. I mean, yes, it was a tough one against Switzerland, but you know what? Switzerland plays everyone tough, uh, but they came away with the victory 3-2, to two, and they will face Russia, who they already beat. I believe it was 2-1, to one. and then, of course, they beat Canada, on New yes, Year's sir. Eve day. That was awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. That was great. I was sitting in a pub in Holyoke, and, uh, of course, everybody's more into the college football yeah, and all yeah. that, you know. The bartender knows me. He gave me my own <laughs> corner. Yeah, and by spot. the end of the game, I had the whole bar watching. Everyone put it, they put on, like, every big screen there, and nice. everybody was into it. And we were chanting USA. It was, uh, it was awesome. It was great stuff. And I was going back and forth with my buddy uh, Jason Logan up in Montreal. So, uh be ready to all my Montreal friends. Oh, yeah. The Americans coming. are coming. <laughs> I'm telling you, right now, man, they look unbeatable. That, that they team, look really good. They really, look nasty. really good. Yes. And like they could throw any goalie in. And it's like they have this sick three man <laughs> pitching rotation. I mean, they've, yeah. they've used, they've rotated all three goalies, and all of them right have been good. nasty. Do you see the McAvoy's hit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, lay, straight up lay the guy out. Like, yep. You're right. He's Bruins, been are, Bruins are going to want him sooner than later. Oh, yeah. Please, man, he soon. Can, he can push the puck up Like tomorrow? And, uh, <laughs> that's something they didn't have. We'll get into it later. Uh, ugly, ugly game last night. But, hey, two great games against Buffalo, but then, of course, they followed up with that. Of so, the inconsistency. That's how, how the season goes. Yeah, and uh, we will have the uh, fire Claude Julian leader on. 
Uh, Joe Haggerty from Comcast Sportsnet New England uh, will be on uh, at 5.05, <laughs> and him and I will definitely debate over that because I, be if good. you can watch that game last night, and he's still saying it on Twitter, I don't know how you can blame Cole Julian for that. Uh, I, I just don't. Nope. Nope. That's, that's a roster problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's a personnel problem. These guys are what they are. That's it. They're inconsistent, period. End of story. You don't have the consistency. And you don't have the scoring. Yeah. Cole Julian isn't, like, didn't put that lineup on the ice. Yeah. And no, like, I don't care if Scotty Bowman's coaching, but I, we'll rant about that later. Yeah. We'll have some time <laughs> later. Uh, but like I said, Charlie McAvoy, USA defenseman, BU defenseman, future Boston Bruins defenseman, highly touted D-man prospect, will join us shortly here on the stretch run. Uh, after that, we will talk probably a little b- about Charlie and the World Juniors, as well as all the college hockey tournaments with our good friend Bob Snow of NHL.com. We'll then switch gears in the second hour, talk a lot of football as we uh, welcome on John Serenades of XNOJoe.com and fansided, uh, break down the Pats' win over the Dolphins and look ahead to the playoffs. Uh, we will talk to Cole Wright of NFL Network, uh, and we will bounce around the league and get his take on Wild Card Weekend coming up. And then, like I said, we will talk to our man Joe Haggerty at 505 from Comcast Sportsnet New England. A little rumor going around about Joe. We'll have to ask him about that. Hmm. You hear that? No, I haven't heard yeah. that. You know, a lot of lot of layoffs going yeah, on at yeah. Comcast Sports. Yeah. Supposedly, there's a job waiting for him already at uh, at an old newspaper by the name of the Boston Globe. Hmm. So we might have to we might have to get the inside yeah, we scoop. Need, we need from the Joey scoop on, on that, that one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we will talk to Joe about that and the Bruins' uh, debauchery last night. Also, want to talk about uh, Evander Kane and uh, um, <laughs> Kevin Miller. You saw that? Yes, I did see that. Yes, Evander Kane's a yeah, we, yeah we, we can't really say what he is. I, I don't really want to say what I, I he's think a coward. We can yeah. say that. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's which a, he called Kevin Miller that's somehow. A good, that's a good, even start though he's the one who ran away <laughs> and hid behind the refs. So, oh my God. anyhow, we'll talk about that as well, and uh, then we will finish the show off as we usually do on a Monday. But given that this is our Monday because we were off yesterday, I want to find out how he did. I really Gabriel Morenci. I really want to know. From the looks of his tweets, not good. Eh, it's about five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. Yeah. He did pretty well yesterday. As long as we don't get depressed game today, we get, like, okay game. I, I want Domino's Pizza game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I Same. want. Same, yeah. I agree. You know, I think we should get Domino's as a sponsor on the show <laughs> with game, with, with game. that clip. That one segment, yeah. I love that it. was classic. But uh, great show, jam-packed. Uh, Sully, how was the holiday? Good. Very good. Yeah. Low, very low-key. Nothing crazy. You know, you celebrate the new year and you keep going, you know. Make your resolutions and, and call it a call it a year. What you is know. your resolution? My resolutions, uh, my resolutions include. Don't say anything health wise. It's not. You're, you're no, in very good shape. No, it's like, not. It's yeah. not the health thing because I did that. Like I did that last year. What I really do is I, I don't really make resolutions because I don't believe in waiting for a day to change something. I make goals for the year and I set out to achieve my goals. I write them on a piece of paper, put them in somewhere where I can see them. They're in my room, but I don't usually talk about them until the end of the year. So I could say last year's goal was to take some risks, which I did. Uh-huh. I took some risks. I went to CSB, and I ended up here. So I think I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in 2016, and I kind of flipped my whole script, went from community to college to working here, which was pretty I think, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, it was a pretty good move for me. So it worked out for me. So if we're still here next year, we'll, I'll tell you what I did. You know, my goals were for 2017. So okay. I make goals. I don't make resolutions because I think it's yeah, people do that, and then they, they never accomplish them because they yeah. tell Oh, well, I'll wait till January 1 to do it instead of doing it right away. So yeah. I make goals. I'm have, with you. I have interesting goals so, this year. We'll I see. don't have anything to tell you either. <laughs> I'm just going to just keep going. Keep going. Try to be a better person just keep and living, uh, man, a better know? dad and a, a better host. And uh, that's it. You know, you, keep, you just keep living, man. Keep going. And, yeah. I mean, I got some in my head, but yeah. I think yeah, I like your motto. Don't you, don't speak don't, it. Don't just bring do them it. out. Just do it. Yeah. Just yeah. do it. And then when you accomplish them at the end of the year, like I just said, I can bring them up and you reflect for a day, and then you keep yeah, going, you know? Exactly. But, I mean, exactly. we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, did, Russia and Trump and all this stuff, we can... Did, they, did, they can, you, did you partake in any New Year's Eve Yeah, we went out. We went out to... Uh, went up to Manchester. Went to uh, Mans Vegas. It was a good time. Nice yeah. little buffet. We got there at, like, 8. Uh, it was interesting. It was a good night. It was a good night. Okay. It was nice to go out with my friends. You know, I don't... They're all with college, and they're about getting ready to graduate and all the finals and everything. It was nice to be able to see them go out and have a good time and... Family went and did, uh, they went skiing yesterday and they went to the movies and they did that whole thing. But it was nice to go out with the friends and, and hang out. I know they're listening right now, too. So it was a good weekend. All right. Happy New Year to them. Yeah. I, like I said, I was in Holyoke. It was a good time. Uh, we, uh, 
basically we just hit the locals, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, the, you don't need to do anything back. big, you know. And that it, to, New Year's New Year's is like that's like amateur, like that's yeah. amateur hour. That's when some you know you can get into some serious trouble. You know, yeah. that's when people go crazy and do some. Stuff they don't need to do, you know. Like, so like we, Mariah Carey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> where where you don't just don't sing at all. Just completely forget it. You know, I don't I don't need a mic. Just I'm just gonna walk off stage. Like what? She and that follows up last year where she was horrible, and now she's gonna blame you know the record and her her earpiece wasn't. No, no. You're How just, about you just do you, music and you don't lip sync? No, you're just washed up. Is what you know, you're, well, you're just uh, washed cares, up. Though? I mean, old, I respect you if you, you can know? just come out there and perform like yeah. a normal musician. She, she can't anymore. That's the problem. She can't. She's yeah. washed up now. She can't. She can't sing like she used to, and she can't, you know, realize, realize what's going on. She can't accept that. Unlike the band I went to see the last time you oh. and I were together, I saw. Did I had you like couple, those videos I, I sent I had, you. Yeah, I had a couple of buddies that actually went that were that were in that were in the house. And, and, and what did they think? They loved it. They love it. They I mean, it. it was, it was awesome. awesome. Now they didn't get to see the Scatolites before. Yeah, that was something else. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you. We'll talk about it later. Um, we will cut to break a little earlier than we usually do in the first segment because we do have a special guest coming up. Again, Boston University and Team USA World Junior Defenseman, alternate captain, and future Boston Bruins defenseman Charlie McAvoy is joining me shortly here in a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll send this one out to USA. They're rolling right now. But they have still not found what they're looking for, and that would be gold in Canada. Imagine that. That'd be pretty good. That tastes pretty good. Uh, after all the times that Canada's <laughs> beat them recently in all different that levels of hockey. Nice. That would be very, To win very it nice. in their backyard, which Canada did in North Dakota. Yeah. In our backyard here. Uh, that would taste pretty sweet. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. That was that one when Pierre Maguire mentioned it. Remember the line he discussed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey Perry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bergeron and oh, Jonathan Taves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just not that fair. Was that line, 2005. <laughs> that's just not fair. Yeah. Like, like that's just filthy. That's just so a, uh, unbelievable line. We will ask him what it will take for USA to complete the mission up there in Montreal. Stay with us here. The stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire will be back. Happy New Year. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area, from high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. 
the year-end holiday event going on now at North End Mazda in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on all 2016 Mazda vehicles in stock. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Like the new 2016 Mazda 3i, the new 2016 Mazda 6i, or the new 2016 Mazda CX-5. Over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthInMazda.com. See dealer or go to BuyNorthInMazda.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Should you worry about identity theft during the tax season? The answer is yes. The IRS reported over $6 billion in fraudulent refunds in a single year just due to identity theft. Does it matter if you're not getting a refund this year? No, it doesn't because thieves can use the information from your tax documents to commit crimes. They can drain your bank account, open fraudulent credit card accounts. They can do it well after the tax season ends. Maybe you think you're okay because you have free credit monitoring. Free credit monitoring might tell you there's a problem but they don't help you solve that identity theft problem. LifeLock will. As a LifeLock member, if you're a victim of ID tax fraud, the U.S.-based team of specialists know how to step up, make the calls to help resolve identity theft now. Get peace of mind with LifeLock. Memberships start at just $9.99 a month, plus applicable taxes. Enrollment only takes a minute. Call 1-800-877-0544 or go to LifeLock.com now and use the promo code PATRICK. That's PATRICK to save 10% on your membership. 800-877-0544. Corporal John Vale was injured on patrol in Kuwait. The truck flipped. A vehicle landed on me. I realized I can't move my legs. I'm looking for one person, one contact that can help me. When John arrived at the VA, there was someone. Stephen Bush of Paralyzed Veterans of America. He helped John with his claim and became his advocate to get him back into life. When I approach someone that's newly injured, I want them to feel comfortable that they're not alone. For over 65 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America, through their national service officers, has helped hundreds of thousands of veterans get the care and benefits they've earned. And their service is free to America's veterans and their families. If you need help with a claim or just navigating the system, contact us at pva.org. Paralyzed Veterans of America, changing lives, building futures. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. From the lakes and ponds during the winter, have you ever wondered what was going on below the ice? Well, a lot, actually. Otters still search for food using their sensitive whiskers to detect the motion of nearby fish. River otters can stay underwater for about four minutes and can swim up to a quarter of a mile before coming up for air. The beaver stays inside a lodge, the top of which you see above the ice. Before the ice sets in, however, food must be stored to last all winter. The food pile of twigs and branches is just under the ice close to the entrance to the lodge. During the winter, the beaver just dives down to get some food without having to get above the ice. Most water turtles snuggle down into the mud and leaves at the bottom of a pond. Then their bodies get cold and slow down, and their heart beats only once every few minutes. So on top, the ice may look cold and forbidding, but underneath, life goes on. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for for potential employers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. This is the Granite Station for Granite Roots. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Set me 
continue to, to play the way we've been playing and you know it gets more serious now in elimination round but uh, you know we got to continue to go with what's been working. And welcome Back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. Justin Sullivan working the boards, doing a great job as always. And we are joined now. He's up in Montreal, Quebec, preparing for the semifinals of the World Junior Hockey Championships for Team USA as they will face Russia tomorrow. And he is a future Boston Bruins uh, defenseman as well, a big prospect, drafted 14th overall in the first round last year by the Boston Bruins. And a Long Beach, New York native, Boston University defenseman, Charlie McAvoy. Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Now, first off, before we get into any hockey, I want to let you know I'm actually uh, very familiar with your uh, your hometown and your, your native town there of Long Beach, New York. I lived there many moons ago working for the New York Islanders. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I love that place. And it's it's good to see some hockey players coming out of there. And we actually have... And I'm wondering if you know him, uh, a kid by the name of Joey Diamond that plays here in uh, Manchester uh, for the Monarchs. Do you know Joey? Yeah, of course. I know uh, I know Joey really well, actually. Yeah, he's doing great. He just got called up, I, I believe, to Springfield. I'm not sure. Yeah, and he's uh, he's been having a great season for the Monarchs here. And I actually got to scout Joey when I was working for the Montreal Juniors in the queue way back. Uh, but he ended up going to Maine and had a great career there. But yeah, just quickly, uh, you know, when I was there, we're talking back, you know, 2000, 2001 uh, season. You know, hockey players coming out of that area uh, were not as prominent. But now, I mean, I noticed just on your team alone right now in USA, you got a few Long Islanders, one of them being Bracco, who's having a great tournament. Uh, just talk about growing up there and, um, you know, as a hockey player and the development you experienced there. Yeah, uh, you know, Long Beach itself is, uh, is a pretty tight-knit town. And, uh, you, know, you know, like you said, it's not much of a, of a hockey hotbed. Uh, but we do have that, that rink, that Long Beach Ice Arena. Yep. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have the ice there pretty, uh, you know, pretty, pretty open to me. And uh, they had this little studio rink upstairs, and that was pretty much where it all started for me. And, you know, my path was... Uh, was pretty much all Long Island hockey growing up, playing for Long Beach Apple for a bit. And then, uh, you know, I moved up uh, on the island. I'm going to play for the goals for a little while. But, yeah, I actually played with, with Jeremy for, for uh, you know, probably like seven, eight years. And the same thing with Adam Fox, the other guy on this team. And, you know, it's just exciting to, uh, you know, to see how good Long Island is doing, you know, uh, as far as hockey development. Yeah. Now, is that and, you know, I, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think that right now it's just, uh, I think that the youth hockey teams and the people in place there and the coaches are, you know, are doing the right thing. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more kids, you know, pretty pretty close behind me and then Jeremy and Adam here. Now, that's the, is that the same rink uh, that once upon a time the Rangers used to practice in way back when? Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. way, way back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure, like your parents and grandparents told you about it. But yeah, I I, I, knew, I remember talking to a couple of Rangers about that. You know, whenever I would bring up Long Beach, like, oh, I love that place. You know, we used to go down to the Inn. I'm sure you know the Inn there on the Strip there. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, good Irish town too. A lot of good Irish yeah. down there uh, for exactly. sure. My uh, my dad actually, when he was growing up, that was uh, that was the Rangers practice facility. So he got pretty tight there. Uh, 
connection with the Rangers as far as being a big fan. And uh-huh. he actually grew up living next to the Fergusons. Oh, wow. And, uh, and now John Ferguson is, is one of the, uh, you know, one of the guys in, in the staff of the Bruins. So, you know, it's pretty crazy now that, uh, you know, that our, that our paths cross. Yeah. This, uh, this, this many years later, but, you know, it's definitely a small world. Now, did you grow up a, a Rangers fan, an Islanders fan, Devils? What, what was your team growing up? Uh, I grew up a I grew up a Ranger fan, and it was pretty much just because of that, uh, you know, that Rangers influence while they were in Long Beach. There. Right, right. And now, of course, I, I imagine your allegiance has uh, shifted to black and gold. Correct. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, just quickly, we'll get into the USA part in a sec. I just want to talk about you're in Boston University, you're playing for Boston University, and then you get drafted. Uh, by the Bruins, um, how great was that to have a team select you that you are most likely already familiar with? You know their arena from playing in the Bean Pot and what have you, the hockey's playoffs, um, and, and just being around sort of the the Bruins' influence uh, so far in your college inf- in your college years. How great was that to already sort of have that familiarity? Yeah, it was really cool. And you know, last year was was my first year being in Boston, being a freshman at Boston University, and. And I was able to take in, uh, you know, a lot of the city and to kind of familiarize myself throughout the year. And yeah, I made my made my way over to TD a few times to watch some Bruins games. And, you know, see some great hockey, and, and it's uh, you know, it's a place where the fans have a lot of pride, and you know, they they love to cheer on the Bruins. You know, they're very passionate, and the organization itself is a great organization. That's you know, with a lot of history being an original six team, and you know, overall, it was just very special for me. And and a couple uh, couple pretty good defensemen have played there over the years, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah, have you got the you had the chance to meet them yet? Uh, I haven't been able to meet very many. Um, you know, I do know Brandon Carlo from from playing with him last year in the right. tournament, and uh, Matt Grizzlick, Rob O'Gara from Long Island. A few guys in their system, That's right there. But uh, I haven't been able to meet a ton of them yet. But you know, I'm looking forward to you know uh, maybe. You know, in the future, hopefully, being able to uh, build some relationships with some guys when uh, when I become a part of the organization. And how about some of the greats like Bork and Orr that have played there? You had a chance to cross paths with them. Uh, I actually do know Mr. Orr. Um, he uh, he's one of the the nicest guys I, I think I've ever met in my life. He, you know, a great guy, and you know, it's been a it's been an honor to to meet him and kind of be a you know, grow a relationship with him throughout my hockey career. Obviously, he's one of the best to ever play the game. So that's been really special for me. And it's interesting, you know, I, we, I've spoken to Bobby before, and then we've had on some people know him very well, talk about the way he used to play uh, and how similar it is now to the direction the game is going uh, with the speed and the skill and players like you coming up the ranks. Um, and, and, you know, I heard Kevin Weeks I think it might have been yesterday or the day before he was talking about uh, your team and how many uh, defensemen, including yourself, you guys have that love to just uh, challenge the forward. You love to, you know, pick up the pace and really push the pace there. Uh, talk about how that has helped Team USA in this tournament playing against the likes of Russia and Canada. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's a few things, and I think one would be the direction that, that hockey itself is going in. You know, I think Bobby Orr might have been you know, one of the pioneers of that, you know, as far as, as far as defensemen being able to contribute offensively. Mm-hmm. And I think USA Hockey itself as a whole has, you know, grown a lot as far as building an identity. And I think one of the identities is playing with speed. I think that we're a country and, and a team that they really like to push the pace and, you know, we want to play offense. You know, we, uh, we know we're going to have to play defense and take care of it in our own end. But, you know, we've, we want to play the game in the offensive zone just like anybody. And, you know, part of that is transition and, and being able to move, you know, as quick as we can up the ice, you know, and I think skating, uh, skating ability is something that a lot of the D on our team have and offensive instincts too. And I think that, you know, that, that duo really helps us as far as pushing the pace and, you know, being able to get up in the ozone and, you know, try and contribute. Now you've already played in this tournament once, like you said, but uh, this time you're playing up in Canada right now, and uh, it's such a great rivalry between the U.S. and Canada. And yes, you you gotta you beat them once, and now you got to play Russia to get to the finals. 
but just talk about what that's been like uh, playing in Canada with that rivalry, uh, the history between the, the two countries. And, you know, you're literally in the belly of the beast there. And to, to go in and do what you guys did in Toronto, I know it was just a qualifying game, but, uh, you know, what, what has that felt like so far uh, to be playing in the, the neighbor, but at the same time the enemy? Yeah, the round robin was, uh, you know, was very exciting for us. And, you know, we were able to play against some great teams. I think all the teams in our, uh, you know, in our bracket there brought, a, you know, a certain element that, uh, you know, that made it tough to play against. And we were definitely challenged for sure. And, uh, you know, tested there. Uh, and, you know, to, to get out of that, uh, out of that tough division uh, with the first seed was, you know, was a great step for us as a team. And, you know, like I said, uh, I think Canada for sure being being the toughest toughest opponent or one of the toughest, uh, you know, from, from a crowd standpoint. You know, they got the whole country behind them and, you know, the place was sold out when we played against them. And we knew that that game had a lot of history, that New Year's Eve game. And, you know, that was something that was, that was very special to, you know, to, to be a part of that. And, you know, looking forward here, I think that we can take that experience that we had playing some, some tough Round robin games, and you know, hopefully, that can help us a lot here in the semifinal coming up. Now, like I said, you will play Russia tomorrow in the semis at the Bell Center in Montreal. Have you ever played in the Bell Center before? Uh, no, I have not. We actually just got here last night, flew after our uh, after our quarterfinal game up here, and today was uh, was our first time as a team getting over the rink and checking out our setup and getting on the ice for uh, for a practice there. And it seems like, a, you know, like a great rink. Uh, and we're all just real excited for tomorrow. Now, have you witnessed a game there in person or just on TV? No, I have not. I haven't, uh, I haven't actually spent, uh, I don't think, any time in Montreal. Maybe when I was younger, I think, actually. Yeah. But uh, this, is, this is my first go-around, uh, at least that I can remember. This is my first time up here, uh, especially... Uh, you know, playing playing at the Bell Center, haven't done that before. Oh yeah, and, uh, you know the stakes. The stakes are definitely high, so we're all, you know, like I said, just really excited. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, I covered the NHL uh, for 15 years, and uh, specifically the Bruins for 12, and then I actually covered the opposite side of the rivalry. There did some Canadians uh, coverage for TSN up there and lived there for a little. That is Charlie, the loudest building I've been in, and I, you know, I think I've been to 28 out of 30 NHL rinks and. Uh, it place rocks, and it, especially when it's packed and right before the game. And, you know, you're going to go out there, and I'm sure you guys are going to feed off that emotion. But uh, you're going to have a great time there. And I, and I got to tell you one other thing. Take in that atmosphere, and then if you win, don't forget to have some celebratory poutine for me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Have of you had— not really in our nutrition plan, but I'll see if I can uh, mix them in. Yeah, I think. Hey, if you if you win gold, I think that the uh, the coaches will let you kind of cheat there on the yeah. diet there. But listen, enjoy it up there. Um, we'll be rooting for you down here. You already you already won me one bet with uh, beating Canada on New Year's Eve. I have a lot of friends in Montreal that we go back and forth uh, in this tournament, so that was fun. But uh, you guys have a great time up there. Enjoy the atmosphere and good luck. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, that is Charlie McAvoy, defenseman for Team USA, Boston University, and future Boston Bruins defenseman joining us here on the stretch run. And uh, like I said, they are in the belly of the beast there. And uh, I've told you many times about the Bell Center, Justin. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it might not be as bad tomorrow. They'll probably have more fans tomorrow than Russia, I would imagine, just because a lot of people will drive up from the States. But if they get ahead to the gold medal game and they play Canada... There's nothing better than that. Come on. Yeah. Man. It doesn't get any better than yeah. that. It's going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be like this one tiny little corner with <laughs> red, white, and blue, and the rest <laughs> is going to be red and white. Yeah, that's for but, sure. But uh, to be able to go in there, you know, like he was saying, uh, when they were in Toronto, just how rocking it yeah. was. And I think the key is, like you saw in that game, and I forgot to ask him about that, actually, is, you know, silencing them right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. That's the key. Yeah. You have to come out and set the tone. And from the looks of the way this kid plays, we, love, we discussed that hit I he had. I love that attitude. I love yeah. his attitude. It's calming. It's He knows where he is, but he knows he's got some work to do. Exactly. That, that team's got some work to do. Yeah. They're not done. So, Team USA, don't miss it. It'll be on NHL Network tomorrow. They take on Russia in the semis, uh, and then they will shoot to make it to the, uh, to the finals in the World Junior Hockey Championships. And 
I think we're all hoping for USA Canada. Yeah, gold absolutely, medal absolutely. I mean, I hope they get gold no matter what. But, but I mean, it doesn't get any better than yeah. that. Come on now, USA exactly. Canada in Montreal too. That would be nice for them to win it, just like the '96 World Cup team did. And hey, I like how he brought up Brandon Carlo too. Yeah, Bruins fans can only might salivate. Be, thinking might be playing that together. with them next yeah, year. <laughs> I'm, exactly. already, I'm already planning it. I'm already. I'm already writing the lines up. Yep. So uh, good stuff. The Bruins got a keeper in Charlie McAvoy there. Thanks to him and thanks to uh, to his uh, the PR department there at USA Hockey for setting it up. They were great. Um, you know, John Gomez made that happen. I appreciate. It. Thanks to him for setting that up. And we will be back. We'll talk a little more about this World Junior Tournament and also some college hockey with Bob Snow of NHL.com. Stay with us. Justice will be served and the battle will rage. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a stand. The liberty started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly And it's gonna be hell When you hear Mother Freedom Start ringing her bell And it'll feel like the whole wide world Is raining down on you I'm brought to you courtesy to the stretch run with jimmy murphy stay tuned for the right time with bomani jones only here on espn new hampshire radio is your business in search of commercial property garrison glen corporate park located in exeter new hampshire is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from portsmouth there are four lots remaining ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres that's garrison glen corporate park in exeter Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. Paralyzed Veterans of America, National Service Officers. We've got an entire generation of men and women who have seen war. They're going to need voices. They're going to need advocates. Paralyzed Veterans of America is here to help. We're going to make sure that the Veterans Affairs gives them everything that they're entitled to. Get all the health care they need. Making a person's house adaptable for them to go back home and live. Education benefits. And we also focus on getting them a job. And if something happens to the veteran, then, you know, we're the spouse's advocate. We help our veterans for free. The way that Paralyzed Veterans of America does that is through their national service officers that are located throughout the United States. Our work is important because people depend on us. And they know when they come to Paralyzed Veterans of America, they're going to get the right answer and they know that we are there for them 24-7, because we are. Changing lives, building futures. That's Paralyzed Veterans of America. To learn more, 
Visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For, for taking, taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And, and now, now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tessie is the royal root is rally cry. Tessie is the tune they always sung. Tessie echoed April through October night after serenade installed the name in young. Tessie is a maiden with a sparkling eye. Uh, welcome back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host, Justin Sullivan, working the boards. And uh, no, we're not going to be talking some Red Sox baseball here. Uh, but the reason I decided to play that song is uh, because this coming weekend at Fenway Park is Frozen Fenway. And we are actually going to be running uh, some contests with some tickets and chance at a VIP package to that. Uh, really looking forward to being a part of that. So uh, we will continue to tell you about it as the week goes on. Uh, they won't be playing this week, but UNH Hockey will be playing there January 14th at Fenway Park. So as we get closer to that, we are going to have tickets to give away to the event as well as chances at a VIP package, which will put you in uh, you know, the premium club and all that. So you'll get a swag bag, and I, I think you get a nice spread of food there. Uh, but the rink is up there now. The media had their – actually, I don't know, based on the weather. Maybe it got postponed. But they were supposed to have the media game at Fenway Park today. A little wet today. A little wet, though. Hey, they pulled it off in St. Louis, though. That's for sure. That was crazy, man. That's for sure. Tarasenko, man, by the way. fog after the game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tarasenko was under. Going off, as usual. Great stuff. Great stuff. But there are college games there this weekend, though, uh, as well. So – uh, on to talk about that and all things college hockey and some World Junior Hockey Championships. It's our good friend, Bob Snow. Bob, Happy New Year, my friend. You too, gentlemen. Happy 2017. Yeah, huh, man? I don't off know, to, Bob. Off to, a, off to a big start. Yeah? What, what's been good about it? Well, I guess the... Uh... We had the, the uh, classic was yesterday. Oh, okay. You meant yeah. I thought, I, I thought you meant something happened in your life. I was like, oh, tell us. No, no. no. <laughs> my life, the biggest thing that happens in my life, Mark, is every Tuesday at three forty. That's the big part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Bob. I love you. Well, listen. Like I said, uh, Frozen Fenway this week. It's uh, BU and UMass at one thirty, and uh, BC and Providence at five. Um, Bob, quickly before we get into some of the topics you want to discuss, though, let's talk about who we just had on the show and uh, that connected to the BU game there as well, is Charlie McAvoy, the defenseman for Boston University. He also was the alternate uh, captain right now for Team USA at the World Juniors. They're playing Russia in the semis tomorrow. Uh, Bob, I don't know what you've seen of him thus far, but from what you have, um, how quickly do you think this kid uh, makes it to the pro level? Well, let me let me let me go let me throw this out there, Murph. Okay, I think he probably I think McAvoy is it may very well be the best defenseman in the World Junior Tournament four finalists. Certainly up there with Jake Bean from Canada, you know, one of the Calgary Flames draft choices. But I think the people with whom I've spoken the last I'd say the last year, certainly since the Bruins drafted McAvoy, have to to have to a one said to me, This guy is an immediate transfer from BU to the Bruins blue line. So I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked, depending on what happens with the Bruins decor to late March. If when BU plays what decor? Game, we don't see <laughs> we don't see McAvoy dressed in black and gold within three, three or four days of that last game. Yeah, I think that could happen too. And of course, say hey, it also depends on what BU does as well. Um, but I, I'm with you. I mean, and 
You know, I, I don't know how much you've watched of this tournament, Bob, but one thing, and we brought it up with Charlie in the interview we did, is just, and this is the way the game is going anyhow, both at the NHL level, the college level, and internationally, but I haven't seen a USA decor push the tempo of the game that the way this, this group of defensemen can, and he's leading the way right there, and, you know, he talked about that being a a major part of their game plan coming in, especially against the likes of Canada and Russia, and you can tell, I mean, if you watch that USA-Canada game, I thought Canada looked really surprised and sort of stunned in the beginning as to how much they were doing that and how this defense was sort of controlling the tempo of the game. Yeah, I agree. You know, and of course, we're looking at a possible U.S.-Canada final if the, if the Americans get by Russia and Canada gets by Sweden. I think that pretty much is, is, is going to happen. I think so. Uh, but, you know, I'll throw a stat out to you, Murph. I did some homework this morning on this. I do believe that the U.S. junior team, 19 of 23 are NCAA players. And on the Canada roster, I think we should talk about this one next week, if we get down to the Canada-U.S. final, only two Canadians on the Canadian junior team are NCAA. So I think we've got a tremendous subplot brewing here. This could, this, be, this could be the quintessential junior gold medal game between the NCAA and Tier 1 junior, if you will, in Canada. This could really set up as one of the all-time great college versus uh, junior uh, finals in, in amateur history. And, of course, we've already discussed the politics that surround all that, Bob. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I, you know, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if, if that played a role. In some, not, not to disqualify the kids that are playing right now and, and how good they are. They're all great. And, you know, you even look, you could make teams out of the, the ones that, were disqual- you know, that didn't make the team for Canada and the ones that didn't make the team for the United States. They could be teams as well and, and give it a run for the goal. But I would say that definitely played a little role in selection, would you not? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I mean, we both know, we've talked about this for a good 10 to 15 years now, the depth of politics between the junior program in Canada not wanting the kids to play in the U.S. and the, and the college program, the college program not wanting the kids to forego an education, and, it's, and, and the same, they believe, the same route the NHL by staying in the NCAA program. That, that is getting deeper and deeper, and I think these kinds of games potentially bring that whole political and that whole planning dynamic by kids when they're 15 and 16 years old, front and center for a gold medal game. It'll be great theater. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, especially in a place like the Bell Center, too. I was telling Charlie's never played there. I said, well, get ready, man. It's going to be loud, and the environment is is second to none. Uh, so it's gonna. I'm excited for this. I can't wait to watch it. But Bob, let's let's talk about some of the uh, you know Charlie's teammates and some of the other college hockey that has been going on. Well, well, their teammates playing the World Juniors. It's, there's been some great games going on in some of these holiday tournaments. And let's start off with the Great Lakes Invitational. Yeah, you know something. I didn't get a chance to do the homework on this one, Murph. But I would say that maybe maybe in the history of the Great Lakes Invitational, there was never a final without either Michigan State or Michigan in the final game. But believe it or not. Last week, Western Michigan beat Michigan Tech one to nothing in OT in the final game. So there was no Michigan, and there was no uh, Michigan State in the final. So hats off to Western Michigan, especially Michigan Tech. They play in that that new uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League, and we've talked about them before. Uh, that was good theater too, with Mel Pearson having been the assistant to Red Barons in Michigan. So hats off to Mel for making it to the finals of the Great Lakes Invitational, and to I think Doug Murray, Western Michigan Broncos, for winning one nothing. And of course, the Western Michigan Broncos. Also played in the help me out Cotton Bowl yesterday, I think. Yes, they did. Yeah, they they were hanging for a bit, but then they they got blown away. But they had a good yeah. season. I think they only had one loss in the season and uh, established themselves as uh, you know what, not just one of those cupcake uh, you know programs. Right. So that's good for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and then some yeah. other you know one I caught a little of it, Bob um, was the uh, the Three Rivers Classic, and yeah. you know we've talked about. Penn State a couple times on this yep. show and just the emergence of them as a as a great college hockey program and Terry Pagula and all that. Um, but, you know, there's another school there in that area, a lot closer to Pittsburgh by the name of Robert Morris, uh, and they had a pretty big win in that thing over Quinnipiac. They have been they have been kind of the under-the-radar surprise team the last several years. I think they won the Atlantic Championship last year, the year before. Yep. come within a game of getting to the NCAA for the first time in program history. The, the only way I think an Atlantic team gets to the NCAA is if they win their tournament. Um, and Mar- Robert Morris has come oh so close. But they are one of those little sleeper teams 
that probably, I don't know, what percent of the world doesn't even know that there's such a thing as a Robert Morris occupation. They right. still think Robert Morris is associated with a tobacco company some years back. <laughs> but in any event, in any event, I think that Robert Morris has done a great job. And, and, and you know, they're one of those sleeper programs. I kind of put them in there with, with AIC. Another little, we talked about another little sleeper program. These teams that play D1, you never hear about them until it gets to tournament time. And again, hats off to Robert Morris. One of these days, we're going to see a team in the NCAA tournament of the Final 16 that almost the world has never heard of. I say, who the heck are they? And you look at the stats, they say they're building a good program for the last 10, 15 years. They deserve to be there. So maybe a Robert Morris, even an AIC, makes it this year. But they'll have to be the winner of the Atlantic tournament to do it. Bob, you know, we could get it. We'll, we'll save it for another show. But quickly, um, you su- it just got me thinking there as you're talking. It's surprising that that program didn't pick up or that we haven't seen more college hockey programs in that area considering the success of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, well, I think it's all about geography and weather. Murph. A lot of kids just don't want to play for those particular teams unless, until they find a way that makes sure that they can find a route to the next level. And I think those teams don't get quite the credit yet to grooming kids for the NHL level or even the AHL level or even European play because they fly a little bit too under the radar screen when it comes to recruiting. Gotcha. Well, listen, there was uh, two other big games, one between Denver and Providence and then North huge. Dakota and Union. What happened there? Yeah, huge. That was a big one. You know, I think the big question beginning the second half this week, we talked about UNH playing. Uh, UNH got a big game against Lowell this week over at Fenway Park. That's a big game for UNH to start the second season against a really a top-ranked team like Lowell. We'll find out how they're doing. But the big question, Mark, I think locally, is Providence ready to turn the corner? They've been an extra large place with Maine in Hockey East, and they put up two big games last weekend. They went 2-2 with Denver, which, of course, is 1-2-3 in the country. And then the second game, Providence beat them 3-1. So that game this week between Providence and BC, I think it's going to be a huge one to, to validate that those two wins over Denver weren't fluke. Then the second big one, of course, was North Dakota came to Union. And I think this was a good test for the Union, and they didn't quite make it. They lost 3-1. to one. And that tells me that the second, when we talked about the second half of the season, I think Bradbury, I think all the winners championship last year for North Dakota, all the fanfare, all the hoopla, I think they put that in the back seat. I think North Dakota is now ready to make their run of the second title. And I think they showed that by coming all the way east, all the way to Union, and then beating them pretty handily 3-1. to one. All right, Bob. And uh, two more topics we want to tackle here. And, and, and congratulations, uh to Katie, I'm not going to murder this name now. Is it Gwai? Gwai. Katie Gwai. And she is the first ever D1 female ref. She just refed in a ECAC game uh, under the uh, tutelage of our man Paul Stewart. Uh, that's pretty cool. I think it's tremendous. You know, she's already had, I'm, I'm guessing she's already had a good several four to seven games under her belt. She also refereed in the big tournament down at Madison Square Garden in early December. So oh, yeah. She's been... He's been pretty much a regular now, and Stewie, of course, we all know Paul Stewart, all his great work with the Bruins Foundation, and now being the head of officials, if you will, at ECAC. All of Katie Gway's games have been in the ECAC. Um, but he had a great quote. You know, people asked if this was a gimmick, and only you and I would know that Paul Stewie, that Stewie would respond with the following. Do I look like the type of guy that does gimmicks? <laughs> I'm, putting people out there, I'm putting people out there because they, they can do the job. This isn't a march on Washington. So that was Paul Stewart's quote about Katie Gway. <laughs> Hats off to him and hats off to Katie Gway and the first female official uh, in, in, I believe, an NCAA D1, D1 play. All right, let's circle back before we let you go, Bob, to the World Juniors. And uh, there are NCAA players on all four final teams right now as, as we enter the semifinals. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, BU leads the parade, Murph. They've got six on the U.S. team. And, of course, Canada has the two of them. And then, as I said, 23, you know, 23 players on the U.S. roster are, are, are NCAA players. And I think D.C. and B.U. pretty much lead that charge. It's going to be interesting. I haven't kept up with this. You'll be able to tell me this. Um, I'm trying to figure out who's played the most in goal for the U.S. team. Has it been the audience kid or Wall? Uh, no, it's been Parsons. It has been Parsons. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the, did you believe? Well, statistically, he's only one of two players, three players on the whole squad. It is not an NCAA player, so hats off the process to him. That he's a draft pick, I believe, of the Calgary Flames, plays in London Knights. Yep. Um, I don't know how that quite works, but I guess if you play for a Canadian junior team, I guess you can still play, obviously, for the U.S. on the uh, U.S. junior team. It makes total sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And like I was saying, uh, Justin earlier, uh, all three goalies have been great, and you know Bob Motzko has had this luxury of just 
It's like a one-two-three rotation, you know, on a World Series team or something. The way he throws it out there. Yeah, and I think the other fact that we should put out there is that uh, into into yesterday, anyway, the top ten uh, World Junior scorers, uh, Clayton Keller from BU and Colin White from BC, were ranked number five and number nine. So again, we have BU and BC ranked within the top ten scorers in the junior tournament. That of course goes across. All the teams, not just the ones playing tomorrow. Awesome stuff. Well, Bob, I, I don't know if you watched during the World Series, but Bill Murray, he went out and he sang uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I think it was like game three or four. Uh, and he did it in the persona of Daffy Duck. Did you see that? <laughs> I am campaigning that we have this happen at Fenway. We'll, we'll end this segment on that. And, Bob, Happy New Year, my friend. Look forward to talking to you many times in this 2017. We'll talk next week about the World Junior Finals, Murph. All right, and will we see you at Fenway? You will not see me at Fenway. I'm in Florida getting ready for the Bruins to down the Panthers on Saturday. All right, enjoy it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, buddy. Happy and day. here is Bill Murray singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game and as we get ready for Frozen Fenway. And again, we'll have tickets for you here on ESPN New Hampshire in the stretch run. Stay with us. Ah! Uh-huh.